from the Swiss Alps to the Canadian Rockies, celebrating unique connections between Switzerland and Canada. Brought to you by the Swiss representations in Canada. Hello, bonjour, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Sarah Bagdasarians, Project Director in Culture at the Consulate General of Switzerland in Montreal. Today, my guest is one of the most successful Canadian rally competitors in history and certified financial planner, Nathalie Richard. Thank you, Sarah. I am uh, currently a financial planner. I live in Halifax and I run a business that my father started, he created and developed over many years. Um, and so uh, it's a financial planning business and I run that now, like I said, in Nova Scotia, but uh, we have clients all across the country and, and even some uh, around the world in Switzerland as well. But I'm actually, I'm, I'm more known in uh, Canada and North America for what uh, I previously did, which was, uh, I was a professional rally co-driver. Rally is a motorsport that is very popular around the world. It's actually the number three spectator sport, even though it's not as big in North America as we hoped. But after Formula One and soccer, there's rally. It's very popular internationally. And uh, so I've been rally co-driving for um, over 20 years. Um, I had a very successful career with that. I was very lucky and had a great time. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Those are my two uh, big professions, I guess. <laughs> Fantastic. So uh, tell you about, about racing. How do you plan your race? Yeah, well, it's funny because a lot of people, you know, they, when they don't know too much about it, they might think, oh, you just show up and you hop in the car and off you go. But there's a lot of work that that is done prior to the race leading up to it. And, and I mean a lot, you know, when I, when I used to travel to one race, I was already in the midst of planning the next two or three ahead of time. So there's a lot of logistics and a lot of things that you need to plan depending on, you know, what your role in as a team. But I was also coordinating all the logistics, which is a lot when you have a team of mechanics and drivers and hotels and flights and, you know, there's a lot to do. That's just one aspect of what I did, but I'm a, a planner by nature. It's what I do. I like being organized. I like trying to have control, I guess. So there's a, there's a lot of planning that went into it, but specifically for what I did when I was racing, you know, I always had to look at what the course would be. And we had to, I had to study maps ahead of time. Have I been on these roads before? Do I have what are called pace notes? It's a very integral part of racing for us. It's how the co-driver and driver communicate about the, the notes. And so, you know, I'd have to look to see if I had the notes. We would go over different videos. We would incorporate some technology in there as well, watching videos of previous races and, and listening to things. So there's, there's a lot that went into planning and into preparing for a race. And that we're not even talking about the physical side of things. You know, you had to maintain a certain level of physical fitness. And so that takes time every day. And so a lot went into it other than just showing up, popping in the car and trying to go as fast as you can. <laughs> and how did you uh, choose uh, or co-driving? Uh, This is uh, quite interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a funny story because 
my uncle in Switzerland, he was very involved in the organizational side of rally in Switzerland, but I didn't even know this. <laughs> it wasn't until later in my career that I found out that he was also in, involved in Switzerland. But my brother, who is um, 18 months older than me, and he was living in BC, still does. He knew about the sport. I had no idea that it even existed. He knew and he saw it on TV and on, on TSN and RDS in, in Canada. And he goes, oh, wow, we have rally in Canada. And within a couple months, he had started to rally, you know, it was just bare bones, you know, he started from scratch. And I had no idea what what it was. I was living in Toronto at the time and working uh, for a mutual fund company in Toronto. He said, uh, yeah, I have a race in, in Charlevoix in Quebec. And I said, oh, okay, well, I'll go, you know, so I hopped on a plane and I went to Quebec City and my parents drove up from Halifax and we all met there. We had no idea what we were getting involved in, what we were going to see. And I was immediately hooked, you know, so we saw what he was doing and I thought, oh, I, I need to be involved in this. And within two weeks, I started managing his team and within a couple months because he was doing the Canadian championship and the U.S. championship and he had a different co-driver in Canada than he did in the States because you know, there's many events, it takes a lot of time. And when you have a full time job on top of that, you can only leave so often for vacation. So one of his, uh, his co driver in the US couldn't make an event. So I thought, Oh, okay, this is my chance, I'm going to learn how to co drive. And I hopped in the car with him. And that was how I, I started. So it's all thanks to him. But yeah, so I started that way and 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 didn't look back. It was great. It was uh, random, <laughs> random chance, you know, but uh, no, it was a great start. And thanks to my brother. How, I'm curious to know, how uh, do you manage both maybe studies and racing or maybe working and racing? Yeah, so when I started racing, I was already finished university and uh, working in Toronto. I did probably about a year after I, I started racing with my brother, I moved to Australia and I did my postgraduate degree there. So at that time, I was studying and racing a little bit, but not too much, like not full time, just a few events here and there. And so I was able to um, incorporate the two. Uh, and then when I moved back to Canada, when I was in Australia, I actually said the only thing that's going to get me to move back to Canada is if I get a really good rally gig, a rally job, you know, and sure enough, my brother called me and he said, Hey, do you want to team up with me on Subaru Rally Team Canada? And I was like, okay, well, I can't pass that up. So I left Australia and moved back to Canada. And um, I mean, you're right, because it takes a lot of time the preparation and vacation time to go away and do these races compete. So I essentially used up all my vacation time to go racing. You know, I didn't get to travel much other than when I was competing. And then it came to a point where racing then became my number one focus. And so work was part time. But when you put the two together, it's like I had at least you know, 1.5 jobs. So I was constantly either working at my day job, or working towards competing or being away competing. And so it was quite busy. But time management is something that I, I really try to uh, hit the nail on the head, you know, because it's so important. If you can't manage your time, then everything else I feel falls by the wayside. And that's something that it was important for both 
competing in the rally car and financial planning. It's very important and in life in general. So time management was a big thing, but luckily I thrive on that. So um, it was okay for me. <laughs> what other challenges do you, did you encounter uh, yeah. and how did you, or do you still overcome them? Yeah, I think organizing was a huge thing, you know, and so any challenges that I came across, so whether it was time management or whether it was communication, because that's a big one. Communication actually is, is a huge one. Even when I'm competing, um, you've got two people in the car and communication is imperative. If you mess that up, then it could be disastrous. It could be fatal. Communication is something that is really important, both in the rally car, but in life in general too, you know? So, and I can even relay that to my financial planning clients now. If you can't get that right, then, you know, my clients are going to suffer. My job is going to suffer. And it's the same thing. I mean, you can relay that to a relationship too. Communication is huge. So um, if you can, can nail that, if you can get that right, or at least do your best, then that's a huge step forward. But I also look at You know, the advances in technology, it's changed so much over time. If you look at rally racing, what it is now compared to what it was in the 90s or the 80s or, you know, before that, so much has changed, not only how you can prepare the rally car for competition, but also how drivers and co-drivers can prepare leading up to a race and looking at videos and, and going over previous races, things like that. You didn't have that opportunity, you know, in the 80s or Or if I look at my financial planning, especially during the pandemic, where you can't meet people face to face, you rely on technology and you rely on, you know, innovations that way or, or Zoom or, you know, even clients logging on to the Internet and checking their accounts and things like that. You couldn't do that not that long ago. So uh, technology has been a huge advance in probably everybody's life or most people's life and definitely in both of my professions as well. So there's lots of challenges. Generally, I feel like you can overcome them all if you have the right tools. And sometimes it's personality, sometimes it's technology, and sometimes it's the people you surround yourself with. What was the most important uh, win? Yeah, um, in rally racing in North America, there's what's called the triple crown. And a triple crown for us is when you win the Canadian championship, which is really hard to do, the US championship, which is really hard to do, and the North American championship, which is really hard to do. So for the championships, in order to win them, it's not one race. It's not one event, you know, like it's, it's not like boxing where you can just one event might decide that you're the world champion in racing and just like in formula one or something like that you accumulate points at every race you go mm -hmm. to so you can't just be really good at one race you have to be consistently really good at all the races and that's how you accumulate the most points and win a championship so the triple crown winning canada winning us winning north america all in the same year is extremely difficult to do and i um have actually done that twice and it's only happened in two years in history 2004 I did that with my brother and in 2010 I did it with another driver um, from Quebec and so these two accomplishments were fantastic in their own right just in the one year but I'm actually the only person to have done it twice so it's something that is really important to me because I know how much 
work went into each championship and then winning the triple crown in the same year is just, yeah. So that was really big for me. And then on top of that, last year I was um, inducted into the Canadian Motorsport Hall of Fame. And I'm really proud of that because, you know, I was really success successful in rally, but this is for in general, and it's Canada recognizing my accomplishments in motorsports. So it's really nice. There's very few women, like very, very few women. So that's a really great feeling too. So yeah, I'm very proud of those. Uh, bravo to you, <laughs> actually. You've told me a little anecdote when we spoke offline uh, about uh, a watch. You want to <laughs> tell us about a Swiss watch you received? That's, by... that's right. It's funny because um, I can't even remember how we started talking about this, but you you know, you know, told me um, that, was it an article, an interview or something about Monsieur Chevrolet? And I said, oh, wait a second. And, and I ran upstairs and I had a look in... Um, Uh, maybe 10 years or so ago, I won the US championship. And so I went to the awards, uh, the prize giving in uh, New Jersey, it was, and the watch uh, that they had given the winner of the championship was a Louis Chevrolet watch. And, uh, and it was very interesting. You mentioned that and I thought, Oh, wait a second, there's a connection here. And so I ran upstairs, I had a look and I said, yes, this is it. But it was kind of funny. I, I, I also told you this just on the, on the male female side of things, you know, it was a men's watch and I thought, Oh, well, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> I wasn't going to wear it. So it's actually just sitting in my trophy case. I have a nice box. And, and so, yeah, it was a nice, uh, a nice little link that we had, that we had, made just randomly <laughs> yes it was funny yeah indeed I was talking to you about an article I was writing about a book coming out called yeah. Les Vies de Chevrolet about yeah. Louis Chevrolet this Swiss car racer actually yeah. who moved to yeah. the States and Canada also uh, in the 1900 and co-founded uh, Chevrolet the brand the car brand we yeah. know now so No, that was that was good. And and don't get me wrong, I don't want pe women to think that, you know, they can't wear men's watches or anything, but it, it was quite large. <laughs> and it's probably best in my in my trophy case than on my wrist anyway. <laughs> Talking uh, about women in sports, um, you founded the Women in Motorsports. Do you want to tell us more about that? The Women in Motorsport Commission is, is actually a commission that the FIA, the Fédération Internationale de l'Automobile in Paris, they had uh, created this commission in 2009. And it was created in order to, to develop and promote and encourage women's involvement in motorsports. So it's not just as a competitor, but it could be um, as an official, it could be as a team manager, it could be as engineers or mechanics, you know, that kind of thing. And so it's just to show women that there is a role for them in motorsport. And so we, you know, they, they try to encourage that all around the world. There's 70 countries that are involved in this international commission. And so uh, a, a good friend of mine, uh, Leanne Janilla, she is the Canadian, she's the current Canadian representative on this international commission. And so uh, she went to the first meeting and she's like, okay, we need to create a women in motorsport commission here in Canada. And so uh, she, myself and another person were the founding members in, in Canada here. And it's essentially our job to try to 
to try to help promote women in motorsport in Canada by using uh, the tools that this international commission is giving us. So, you know, they help us to execute, I guess, um, their ideas and their programs here in Canada. So it's, it's really important to me because when I was starting in rally car racing, there were a couple women that were doing it as well. Um, and, and now, you know, there are women, but the percentage of women in the sport is so small compared to the men, you know, just like I was saying in the motorsport hall of fame, the Canadian motorsport hall of fame, the percentage is tiny and not even 1%, you know, it's just really small. And so I want to help pave the way for girls and women to have a bigger role in motorsport in Canada. That's important to me. And I hope to maybe be a role model if I can to show them that there are women that, that are doing this. There are women who are successful doing this, you know, and, and STEM is a huge part of that too, you know, because we talk about engineering and mechanics and, you know, so a lot of that is what we're trying to encourage here in Canada. And uh, it's not easy because um, motorsport it kind of takes a, a backseat to hockey and to soccer and to other sports that are more commonly known in everyone's households. So we're trying to promote motorsport for one and women involvement in motorsport as well. So it's kind of, uh, it's difficult. <laughs> I, I, I admit it's not easy, but we're not giving up, you know, we're trying to um, help include women and promote this and help them achieve their, their dreams. Who inspired you in the sports, but also in your professional career? So, I mean, in life, I, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, I don't know if it sounds cliche, but my parents were my inspiration, but it's true. You know, both of my parents came from different countries. They're immigrants here. My father from Switzerland and my mother from the Philippines. They're both extremely hardworking people, both very successful in the careers that um, they chose. And so my current profession as a financial planner happens to be the same path that my father took. So he's been financial planning for over 52 years, I think. So in, in, In terms of uh, my financial planning um, inspiration, obviously it's him. You know, he's, and it's not just, um, you know, having a successful career, but in the transition, in the business transition from him to myself and me talking to all my clients, everybody has phenomenal things to say about him at his character, you know, and so that's really important. Sure, you might have the knowledge or the education to, you know, um, make wise investment choices or whatever. But, you know, his character is extremely important. And and that's what resonates with all his clients. So that's something that I try to emulate. And um, I'll be trying that, you know, until I'm Well, hopefully, I guess until I'm dead, but, <laughs> but I'll be doing, I'll be trying to emulate those positive characteristics for a long time. And, you know, I, I have big shoes to fill, but I'm doing my best. <laughs> And then in terms of rally, Michelle Mouton, she is a French um, rally driver. She is actually also the president of the Women in Motorsport Commission for the FIA. And she's someone who, she was the most successful uh, rally driver of all time. She, um, and actually nobody, nobody has competed at her level since her time, which was in the early 80s. But what's awesome about her is that she didn't just do well for a woman. She kicked butt. You know, she was the runner-up for the World Rally Championship in the early 80s. And 
And so she just didn't do okay. She did really well. She she beat the men. She did fantastic. She won World Rally Championship events, which is very difficult to do. And so she she's somebody in the sport who I think I can't imagine there's even one female competitor in rally who doesn't look up to her. She was just, she's on a pedestal with very good, good reason. And she's also someone who has a fantastic character and, uh, and is very much involved when she stopped competing. She's very much involved, like I said, in the IA and the women's commission and world rally championship still. And so, yeah, kudos to her. (laughs) Well, you've got uh... Nice and inspiring inspiration, if I may say so. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> super. As a conclusion, what would you like to tell uh, our listeners? Um, I think I think it's really important, you know, male or female, young or old, just don't give up. If you have a dream, chase your dreams. I mean, I know we, we need to be realistic too, but I think if we look at every successful person out there, it's because the last time they wanted to give up, they didn't give up. So it's something that is really important. And and sometimes, you know, you might be feeling low, or really low, and it's hard to muster up the courage or the the energy to keep going. But I mean, it's really important in all aspects of life, whether it's competition, or profession or your personal life, just don't give up, follow your dreams, aim high and uh, go for it. (laughs) That's fantastic. If somebody wants to reach out to you could be the best way. Yeah, so I do. I do have um, a website uh, for rally, which is uh, natalierichard.com. But um, obviously, if they want to contact me professionally, um, I, I think I mentioned this to you before, I have clients all across Canada. So even though I live in Halifax, um, you know, I, I deal with clients all across Canada. And I do have clients that were in Canada and have moved abroad. So I'm able to retain those as well. They, but yeah, if they want to reach me, I'm, it's Richard N at peakgroup.com p-e-a-k group.com fantastic i thank you very much natalie for uh, your your great talk about uh racing and how you combine everything basically <laughs> and how you do it so well it's very uh inspiring thank you thank you, and thank you. thanks for letting me tell my story <laughs> <laughs> you're very welcome and um, well, dear listener, I thank you also, and I hope to you enjoyed the Natalie Richards' inspiring jo- journey. I look forward to meeting you again in the next podcast. Thank you. <laughs>